Good evening, Quack and Smiley. I am your host, Bonsai Joe, along with other hosts, uh, Panic Skeet, Rectoplasm, and Simple Fate, here for a weekly update show where we're going to be recapping what's happened in the Quack and Smite League for the past week or so and look forward to the next week of games. Boys, how you doing tonight? Well, doing well, Joe. How about yourself, man? Not too bad. Not too bad at all. We had uh, a great weekend last weekend uh, that extended a little long into this week because of some server issues on Monday. We can recap that, but uh, that Boonie versus Kepri set got drug out for a couple days. Um, but we have uh, some great games to talk about, some really good sets, and uh, why don't we just hop on into it, guys? Um, definitely. Let's look at let's look at this very first game of the week that we had. Our very first game of season two of uh, QSL here uh, was Darmic Killers versus All In. And let me just tell you, I was in the casting booth with uh, I was in the casting booth that entire set. And let me tell you, that was one heck of a three game set. Back and forth, back and forth, all game long. You never knew who was. You never really knew who was gonna win. I mean, we we were making predictions left and right. You know. Whoever won the, whoever was behind in the early game was the one that ended up winning the set. You know, there was predictions flying left and right. Now, I know, Joe, that you were directly involved in that game, so kind of, I would like to hear some of your thoughts. Like, what do you think about that game? Like, I know that you guys did end up taking that 2-1, you know, the 2-1 defeat, but I kind of want to hear, like, what your thoughts were, like, as as a set, you know, because that was, that was definitely that earned game of the week honors, for sure, for me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there were times where, I mean, you know, we were in the middle of the game. NMR couldn't have said it better. The We had, say, two 3K gold lead or maybe a two 3K gold deficit, but nothing ever seemed out of the question. All of our team fights were incredibly close. They all came down to uh, positioning, uh, who hit what, uh, taking your opportunities where they came from. And whether we were down 4K or up 4K, it, you always had to play so carefully, so on your toes. Otherwise, you were going to lose them. And, uh, you know, sadly, uh, in game three, we lost a few more uh, than we won. And it ended up uh, with us taking uh, the 2-1 to one loss. But honestly, all three of those games uh, were absolutely fantastic. So close. Um, really well matched. Um, I couldn't have asked for a better way to start the season. I mean, for sure, man. Like I said, I sat in the casting booth, and that was... That was probably one of the one of the best sets that I've gotten to cast in probably some good probably about a year years worth of casting. I mean, my the very first set I ever casted was a best of five was a best of five finals in an old league I used to run, and that was that was long. <laughs> Every game went forty five plus minutes, five games, and it was it was insane. But I kind of want to turn it back now a little bit to that specific set. I saw there was a few different there's a few different times where I saw uh, I'm already mad 
with a couple of those Ganesha ults, and it looked like it just was some of her placements on those Ganesha ults were just absolutely phenomenal. Um, <clears throat> going forward, that looks like definitely looks like a ban, uh, ban away from the Dharma Killers. Uh, specifically, I'm already mad. Like, she played that fantastically. Yeah, without a doubt. They played up to their name uh, completely. I'm already mad on the Ganesh game one. Um, played really well, had some great alt placements, and that put us in some really tough positions. Uh, I know uh, I played the Cupid game one, uh, didn't feel too great on it, but um, I know game one, a lot of our picks came around trying so hard to counter pick even and take some picks away from the enemy team, even when we didn't feel fully comfortable on them. And it kind of put, a, put us in a tough situation, which uh, we alleviated in game two uh, by picking some more uh, more comfort gods. But uh, in, in game one, we had a lot of positioning mistakes with the Ganesh alts where um, I know multiple times around Gold Furies, uh, I'm already mad, had put Dharmic Pillars down maybe in a little uh, bottleneck area um, where all of us just had already put our camping chairs and tents down for the night, right? We had already uh, pretty much cemented that was going to be our positioning, and it was so hard uh, for us as a team to get out of those without um, w without losing three, four members of our team. And most times in, in game one, we really did. Um, we we really struggled against those Ganesh alts, and we I believe we banned it game games two and three. Um, don't quote me on that. I know we banned it one of the two games, but um, getting her uh, off that Ganesh was uh, definitely a priority of ours going forward because um, I, I, I thought I'm already mad played uh, just wonderfully. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that was that was the best. Uh, so I mean, so far that we've seen, I think that probably <clears throat> that definitely takes for sure set of the week honors uh, from week one, one hundred percent. Do you, I mean simple? Do you guys have anything to add, Skeet? I I watched. I mean, he spoke most of it. That was really one hell of a set. I didn't expect it to go. I on it, that game was flipped up upside down from what I thought. I mean, Dharma Killers really surprised me. I think they showed a lot of great synergy week one, which you don't usually see. They showed a lot of good team com composition, you know, uh, working together, grouping up. You know, as you said, the Ganesh Olds were on point, displacing your team, putting you out of position, and really just taking advantage of that misplacement and really just taking a hold of that to gain that set lead right there, two to one, come out on top. Yeah. Right. Well, <clears throat> let's let's go ahead and move into the second set of the week, which was an unfortunate forfeit. Uh, Resistance versus Gun Squad. Resistance took it 2-0. Bridge has got to um, be moved. Huh? That, that was Chevy, what Chevy was doing. He was moving a fridge. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> bridge has got to be moved. And a couch. And a couch. The unfortunate circumstances behind that, um, so Goon Squad ended up forfeiting that game to 2-0, uh, to Resistance. So it's kind of unfortunate, so we haven't got to see Resistance or Goon Squad play yet in this season. So we shall see, you know, this upcoming week how everything goes. Um, for both of those teams actually, you know, getting to play in their first sets of the, you know, first sets of Season 2, we'll see how it actually goes for those two squads. Uh <clears throat> 
you know, and there's being able to play there for, you know, playing their first set now. So we'll see how that goes. Let's go to Phenoms versus uh, Gloria at Mortem. That was a, uh, it was a 2-0 win for Phenoms against, against Gloria at Mortem. Uh, Skeet, you were there. Uh, you, you played in this set. Kind of give us a little bit of an, give us a little bit of insight. Let's, I kind of want to hear a little bit of what, what you thought was going to happen versus what actually happened. I think it kind of went to plan. I mean, obviously a 2-0, you know, that you'd hope it goes to plan. I mean, our goal from the get-go was to kind of run it through duo lane. And, uh, I mean, as you can see, we literally just had Duck on cooldown, you know, just gank after gank after gank. We were not going to let him play smite that game. And I, I we figured that was the easiest way to play it. We weren't worried about the other matchups. Uh, I felt Vakas was going to be strong in solo, which he did. Uh, I, he was my vote for MVP as well as the other captains uh, for MVP. Vakas really showed out that game too out of the solo lane, and it really just it all collapsed. So, I mean, I think Rai played a great game in the jungle, game one especially with that Janus mid or, or Janus jungle, sorry. And I think Rai and Pit just couldn't do much because both the side lanes were just kind of falling apart, and it all just kind of fell apart and blew up the mid lane. And I think, I mean, that happened both games. So, I mean. Side lanes win games, so and so I felt happy. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it was an interesting set for it was kind of an interesting set, really, uh, from my perspective, because I, I mean, I played with Duck, I played against Duck. I know how he wants to play, I know how he likes to play, and um, unfortunately, you know, he wasn't he wasn't able to play his W, you know, his W key style as he has, uh, you know, out of that ADC role. So it kind of, you know, it could have definitely what you guys did to frustrate him not to allow him to play making him burn his relics and act, you know making him burn his relics and abilities um you know for sometimes you know sometimes it'd be a kill sometimes it wouldn't be just for him to get out to peel so i mean going forward hopefully you know that <clears throat> hopefully Goyette and mortem kind of gets the synergy issues that they the synergy issues figured out and you know be able to move forward and get some game get some wins in but we'll see We'll see how they bounce back from that uh, to a loss um, this upcoming week. Now, Booney versus Kepi. Let's let's discuss. So they had a they had a reschedule issue where they already had to reschedule a game once uh, because of people you know outside of leagues playing uh, work schedules and things just weren't they just weren't matching up. And then we actually had to have a postponement uh, because during game one of their during game one of their set the servers actually went down, so they moved it to that. Yep, they moved it to the next night to play. <clears throat> and I thought this was kind of a back and forth set. I didn't really get a chance to watch as much because I was at work. So you guys kind of, what do you guys think? What did y'all see? I was casting that game. Actually, in my, in my opinion. You could tell game one they were missing Yuri. You know, they moved Liam back into uh, the jungle, and I, I honestly feel like he's stronger in the solo lane, as he showed. I mean, obviously, that, that first game that they had where it was getting rescheduled, I feel like Kepri was showing that synergy, you know, that, that we're the defending champs kind of kind of energy right there. Like, you can push in, you can try and be aggressive, but, I mean, we're just going to punish you. They did it time and time again. 
every time Booney slightly overstepped, they punished him. And you could tell uh, in that second set that, or in that reschedule, that obviously that they were missing Yuri that first game. I feel like the second game was a lot closer, and and definitely showed showed that the sparks of both teams. And I feel like that's more what that set would have been like, back and forth, back and forth. Um, Maybe Kepri has a shot at taking that, but I feel like that first game they really, really missed having their their starting jungler in there, and I, I feel like that kind of kind of led to that first loss, and then the second one just kind of happened. And simple, you were casting. How how do you feel about that one? When um, like you said, when they picked back up Yuri, there was a totally different game. Uh, they put Liam back in the solo. He was back on the cocoon. Uh, he was kind of running the solo lane, in in my opinion, and uh, also, I, I mean, I believe it was the first game. I'm kind of blazed from there, but uh, any on that Raijin was just dominating, and they could not punish him. He was dashing in and just getting the picks that were necessary to just keep following up with that, and they couldn't punish him. Uh, I feel like both teams have very strong players and they just need to build comps around them players and they'd be very good that they'd have very good teams based on that. You know, out of my predictions, uh, this was the, this was the set that really surprised me. Like based off of just my predictions from the very, you know, from the very beginning, right after the drafts, you know, this, this set kind of, um, it was definitely different. I thought it was going to be dominated heavily by Kepwe uh, from the get-go because, you know, they picked up, what, three out of the five returning members? Four out of the five returning members from that squad from last season. Yep. And, you know, I kind of figured, <clears throat> I kind of figured, you know, they add one player, they, they can play together enough just to kind of build some synergy, a little bit of synergy that they need. And, um, it just seemed to kind of fall through a little bit. So, you know, it's not really all the way back to drawing board for them. They, they kind of know how it is. You know, they played together. The majority of them played together last season. So they kind of know how to bounce back from a loss when <clears throat> when it did happen then. So we'll just see how they kind of bounce back, do their homework on their on their upcoming matchup, and just see, you know, what what happens next. I don't think it's as much back to the drawing board for them as it is uh, finding that same rhythm that they encountered last season. I mean, uh, the two players that they're missing uh, in comparison to last season is their duo lane. They don't have uh, they don't have Duck and they don't have uh, Duma. And I mean, as hard as it is to replace uh, a duo lane that has good synergy like that, if they find their guys in Cooter and uh, Goat Boy, which are still two great players, if they find that synergy through the duo lane and get themselves back to uh, how they performed last season, I think uh, as soon as they find that rhythm, they'll get going back into it. It also doesn't help that Yellowgen um, hasn't been able to play for a while because of uh, issues with his PC. So he was a little rusty. He came into that first game after the reschedule. I believe that was his first game of Smite since Season 8 dropped. Uh, So uh, a little bit of a tough situation uh, for Yellowgen there, but... Um, as we'll talk about uh, later on in the update, um, we'll we'll see Yellowgen make his way uh, back into the season eight comp as we go along. But um, 
but for now it was tough going for him to start up. But I think as soon as he gets back into his game and the rest of the Capri Suns uh, start get, getting back into their own games as they want to play them, um, we'll, we'll see this team start to be better for sure. Definitely, definitely. Well, that's kind of the, the that, that kind of sums up the week one recap. Now, uh, one thing we didn't talk about, I mean, uh, Ski, you mentioned it uh, lately. Something that we forgot to talk about in each of these sets as we recapped them was the MVP system. Um, now that uh, we have a all-star break coming up, uh, Panic, do you want to talk a, a little bit about MVPs? Yeah, so this is kind of our, this is kind of how the, uh, the thought process of running the running the all-star games kind of going um you're gonna have we're gonna have a kind of a community vote uh, getting closer to the all-star break probably week four we're gonna drop a straw poll um to kind of vote in if you, you kind of vote in a few players so these mvp votes that you guys are getting you know mvp votes that you guys are getting um uh, for your sets uh those are gonna play a huge part in getting just you know getting decided um you know if you get the most mvp mvp votes you know, you're you're going to be selected as a captain, and you get to you're going to get to select your team, and it's going to kind of be a uh, duck soup kind of thing. Now, another thing that we uh, we've kind of discussed is kind of I'm going to kind of tease this here is a uh, is a little mini tournament. Um, so this way that the mini leagues the mini league teams can get it get a little bit of a shine here with some of our main casters and potential to play. Uh, we talked about doing like a the top two teams versus the you know versus the bottom two teams out of you know out of the uh, majors you know out of the majors versus the mini teams something we've discussed not 100 percent down yet uh other than you know we are going to have like that all-star game which is going to be it's going to be a blast i think we haven't decided if we're going to do duck soup yet or if we're going to play like real conquest and just let you guys play you know just let you guys play we haven't fully decided that yet. Uh, there's going to be some more details released as we get closer. You know, we're just now getting into week two here. Um, actually, starting tomorrow, uh, games games start tomorrow for week two here. So, some more information is going to be dropped as as it gets closer. We're going to drop a straw poll and going to get some community votes in. So, we'll see how it kind of goes. Uh, but yeah, so these MVP votes. So let's see, Darmic versus All In. Let me let me go back and look. I don't remember who was voted the MVP of that set. Off the, top uh, of my head. the MVPs were split in that in that set. Uh, the two teams decided on different MVPs. Uh, All In selected Cruz uh, as the MVP of that set, and Dharma Killers uh, selected uh, um, Raptor.exe as the MVP yep. of that set. Now, uh, Phenoms versus Glory at Mortem. Um, as Skeet Which had, Vacus. yep, as as Skeet said, it was a unanimous vote for Vacus. And Babuni Squad versus the Kepui Sons uh, was also a unanimous vote uh, this time for Rapid Carnation. So, um, so four different players receiving MVP honors. Um, two of which were unanimous um, in their first sets. So, they already have some leverage toward the all-star game after week one and we'll uh we'll see who week two brings definitely <clears throat> definitely i mean i think the mvp system is is something that's a little 
a little bit fun and it kind of gives you the gives us players who are playing super well or even like being pivotal in like team fights but you know obviously we see rapid getting more rap is playing support you know he's not doing that he's not doing all the damage he's not doing you know top damage in the game he might have you know, granted he might have top mitigated but you know it, it, it goes to show that anybody could win an mvp vote at any given in any given set because like he set his he set his team up to succeed i mean with his cc's and things you have Vacus who came out of the solo lane same kind of deal you know, you had Raptor and Cruz, Cruz coming out of the jungle, Raptor coming out of ADC. So it's it could be anybody at any given time. So, you know, there's a chance for you to, sh you know, a chance for you when you shine very well during a set, you get that MVP nod. And that's something to take, you know, something to take kind of kind of pride in, in my opinion. For yeah. sure. I'm, I mean, kind of touching on that, I feel like it, it brings another side of it, too. Because having both captains give the MVP vote, I, I think it really brings a cool aspect in. You know, it really shows what both teams thought, you know, was the game changer. Like, the guy, like, the, the difference maker, you know, the guy for that set, you know, like, like, uh, what, what set was it? Was it, or, I'm sorry. Oh, Darmic versus All In. Both teams thought, you know, like, Darmic feels that, you know, Ra uh, Raptor was the difference maker. You know, without Raptor, he's the guy. He's the guy for their team. And All In felt like, you know, Cruz is the problem. Cruz is the reason they lost. So it's really cool to see kind of like how, how different teams feel about, you know, the different situations. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's definitely it's definitely something unique. Um, I've seen it in another league that we've ran before. Uh, I've ran before. Um, and there's kind of a, there's kind of like a no holds barred kind of deal on it. You can vote for somebody from your team. You can vote for somebody from the other team. You know, it kind of gives you, it gives that leeway for even somebody on the losing team, you know, could definitely could get an MVP nod. And that's something that could very well could have happened um, in any of these sets, really. So it kind of gives you that, it gives you that nod, like who, you know, who is the big problem? Who is the problem child of that, you know, problem child of that game? Who gave you the most issues? You know, who is the difference maker, as you said, Skeet? So it's kind of just dependent on really really what each team thinks, um, how the games went, and how the set as a whole went. So, I like the system. It's nice. Definitely something new to have. Yeah. So, uh, as we look on this week in recap, uh, there's no way that we can pass up talking about roster moves. So, uh, just as the weekend was coming to a close uh, after the Phenoms versus Gloria at Mortem set, uh, Skeet, you made a uh, trade. Why don't you walk us through it? Um, so in this trade, uh, Phenoms, we gave up our sub and the jungler for actually for our game one. Uh, okay, who has that echo? That is. I, I believe that's Panic, sorry. Is it me? Hold on. Yep. Let me... I'm trying to talk and it repeats in my ears. I'm sorry. Alright, okay. no, continue on, so, Skeet. Uh, uh, so my team gave up Cyber, our jungler for that set, who I think performed great uh, in that first game, and I'm I was happy with his performance. But I got an offer, you know, that I couldn't refuse. We gave up Cyber and Atticus, who couldn't make it to week one because of a business trip. Uh, for you know the man we 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 tried to focus out. You know we thought he was going to be the problem child, and you know we got Duck. So it was uh, Atticus and uh, Cyber for Duck in a two-for-one deal, which I, I think made both teams better. 
obviously some people were not very happy about it. They feel it wasn't a good trade, but I, I feel both teams came out better than they were before this trade. Uh, and I, I don't think there was any losers in this trade, to be honest here. Uh, what are your guys' opinions on it? <clears throat> well, it, my thoughts were, I mean, you came to me as I, you know, as I announced all that, you know, I've, I've announced 90% of these trades have gone down so far this season. Um, I think the trade was, I think the trade was pretty okay. Both teams got better. Um, granted, you know, Doug probably not going to play in his main role. He's going to play off role anyway here uh, for your squad. So I don't, I, I don't see how it's a kind of a, I don't see how it's a huge deal. Um, I do know, I do remember uh, Gloria did drop Dre um, and you picked up Simple Fate as well to be your sub. So I, I really don't, I really don't see that there was a giant, uh, giant disparity i mean it's a two-for-one trade you traded away two players for duck you know so i kind of give it i, I kind of give both teams here an a an a an a minus on this trade you know i think it, i think it was pretty okay for the most part i don't see any really big issues but we'll see how the we'll see how the weeks kind of move on uh, we'll see how the trades pan out yeah, it was uh, it was definitely an interesting trade that made both squads better. I think a lot of the issues that people had uh, with the trade from Phenom's side of this is that they already had a really good squad that was made even better by this. You say you say, oh, this made both teams better. Um, well, on one of those sides, you had a team that was already considered one of the best in the league, if not the best. Right. So. Hashtag draft tip. So, so while Ski goes on a rant in the in the background, uh, <laughs> you know it the the thing that a lot of people uh, thought about this trade was, oh, you know, you took a good team and you made it even better. But I mean, from Gloria's point of view, uh, this is still a good trade. Cyber, Cyber, and Atticus are both fantastic players that uh, were. Uh, were good upgrades uh, and will perform really well uh, for Gloria Mortem for sure. So I mean, like I said, I give, I give it an A minus for both squads. Yeah. So uh, moving on, um, we had the so we had a smaller uh, a smaller edition. This granted, this happened after uh, what we're going to talk about next, but. We'll uh, leave that for more some more in-depth discussion. Um, I want to talk about this small little drop and pickup uh, first. The Kepwe Suns uh, dropped Yellow Jin uh, in favor of picking up um, Telly. Telly the Basin. Telly the Basin. That's it, that's exactly what it was. So uh, Telly the Basin was picked up uh, in favor of, of dropping Yellow Jin. Uh, Yellow Jin, as I noted uh, during. Our discussion of the Booney versus Kepri set uh, has not gotten a chance to play during season eight yet. He's rusty. Uh, he has um, he he's been behind and uh, just hasn't found his game yet because he hasn't been able to play. That's not his fault. That's not uh, the Kepri son's fault. That's not anyone's fault. That's just uh, you know bad luck, bad uh, um, you know just a sucky timeline that uh, I think. Uh, Yellow Jin is going to be able to go down to the mini league, find his game, practice on season eight, make his way back up to exactly what we know he is, and that's a season one champion. Yeah, and uh, just to kind of touch on this a little bit, uh, because there was a lot of there was a lot of chatter and a lot of discussion 
um, about Tully the Basin being able to be picked up. Um, he was actually here and signed up for season one, but was talking to me, uh, was talking to me on the side, was talking about some issues that he was having and wasn't sure if he was going to be able to play. Um, and then he, uh, he came back with some good news, thankfully, um, and everything else. So we kind of, we, you know, I allowed him to come back because he did, he was signed up, but we, he did have himself removed um, because, he, you know, because of issues. So at that point then, you know, we allowed him, we allowed him to come back. Uh, we added some, we added a few other players to that free agency list, which was, you know, which was added, you know, I want to say about two weeks ago to fill out mini league rosters as well. So I under, you know, I do understand that there was people that uh, were not in the server that were a couple of days late that joined and were not able to sign up. Uh, so there's some clarity on that for you guys um, listening into this. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I mean, you know, Tully the Basin um, has been playing with the Capri Suns guys for a while um, now. I know he's in um, their personal di- Discord where, where they play casuals and uh, have their comms and whatever. So it is um, it, it is chemistry that I know is already there. I think this is a good pickup for Capri and uh, is good for all parties, for sure. I, I definitely think it's. I definitely think it's good for Kep, uh, Kepri Suns. Um, I do believe it's. I do believe it's an upgrade. They're gonna get a little bit. Of, they're gonna get a little bit more of an experience and more synergy built with that team. Uh, some pre-made synergy basically built for that. Um, and Yellow Gym moving down into the minor leagues, which uh, my team did end up picking him up to play, uh, since I didn't actually have a true solo laner. I had a bunch of supports <laughs> on my team, so I. Uh, It'll definitely be it'll definitely be a good learning experience for all of those guys. You know, for all of those guys. You know, we'll see how Capri Suns kind of move, kind of gets better to move forward here, um, and it'll give Yellowgen that time where he can practice with, you know, practice with some of these some of these guys he actually knows um, that are already on my squad. So that'll be nice for him to kind of be able to learn and you know learn season eight, get get ahead of that curve now. And uh, get back into get back into the majors, you know that the major side. So, you know, I mean, he was a season one champion, so he knows what it, he knows what it takes to be a champion of, you know, of the, of this league. So, you know, get him a little bit of practice, get him a little work back into the the flow of things, and we'll soon, more than likely, soon see him up in the soon we'll see him up in the majors again. Exactly. So, uh, moving along, let's get on to the big stuff in terms of roster moves. Uh, the big moves that happened today with It's the Resistance. Um, so, there uh, were some rumblings uh, over the past few days of some roster moves uh, incoming for It's the Resistance. Um, just issues with team chemistry and, uh, and, and scheduling there were a couple of guys uh, that uh, just wanted moved, uh, wanted replaced. Uh, Herc uh, needed a change of culture uh, in that locker room, so to speak. So uh, Hercules got to the drawing board and uh, and started to mix some things up, which uh, included a couple of drops and pickups 
as well uh, as a big trade with All In. Uh, Panic, do you want to talk a little bit about the pickups before I go into the trade? Um, yes, let me let me pull them up here really quick in our Discord so I can actually see them and give you the exact timing of how everything kind of happened here. So we do know, uh, so Dual Pegleg was the, was the first. Uh, he got dropped from that squad, and Achilles was picked up here. Uh, Dual Pegleg being EU, he wasn't able to have a whole lot of time. Uh, to play with the squad, uh, the scheduling just didn't just did not work out for uh, Miss Resistance and Pegleg. So unfortunately, you know he was, uh, you know unfortunately he was dropped, and Achilles was picked up. I do believe Achilles here is the is an ADC main, so we'll see how that uh, we'll see how that pans out for him. Um, then he also picked I up Achilles. Achilles is a solo main. Uh, Achilles oh, JC. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, me and NMR talked about this earlier. Their comms are gonna be whack with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Achilles JC was then picked up from free agency, an Enigma skater who, um, due to personal issues, um, life stuff going on, uh, decided that he it was time for him to uh, leave leave the Discord. He was there for Herc um, as his sub just in case, and they came to a decision where Enigma's not really wanting to play Comp Smite anymore, so they went ahead and picked up Achilles JC uh, for that sub position, potentially. I don't know how their roster's going to pan out, but uh, he was picked up. Now time for the big news. So we knew, we knew there was whispers. We knew there was rumors of an actual trade coming out of this. It's the resistance, not just pickups, but an actual trade. Um, some of us were privy to some of the information, uh, like myself, we, uh, I talked to Herc in depth. Um, I talked to his team a little bit. We, uh, we kind of discussed some things and, um, so it's a resistance end up trading, um, sub killer and Coda bear to all in for Mark wings and ruin or Mr. Daddy. Um, this trade was really talked about a lot. Um, throughout different uh, throughout different parties here, different parties that were not directly involved. Um, but like you were saying, Joe, you know, it's resistance and hurt. They, they wanted a different culture. Um, things were not going well. Scheduling was kind of, uh, scheduling was kind of an issue and comms were an issue. And, um, you know, moving on now, Herc's getting a kind of a change of culture, you know, where comms can be a little bit better. Um, scheduling might be a little bit better for him, so we're gonna see how that see how that pans out for him um, as the rest of the season goes on. Now, your team uh, now gains Coda uh, Bear, who is uh, who's playing jungle here um, in this league, I do believe. Um, I I actually didn't move him, but I'll I'll, I'll talk about that momentarily. You know, was playing well was playing jungle for his resistance is kind of the thing that he wanted to do. And uh, you, you also picked up Subkiller, who is proven to be one of, if not the best, uh, soul laners here in QSL. So, kind of talk me through it. I know that you, I know you just kind of dropped a, uh, try to kind of drop the roster hit a little bit. Uh, talk me through it. Like, what, what made you decide that this was, this was the way to go for you? Uh, absolutely, man. Um, my, my thing was there was no way 
that I was breaking up Mark and uh, and Mr. Daddy. Uh, those two players, uh, when for the time that they were on All In, uh, were some of the nicest, most likable people that I've ever played with, and I uh, can't talk enough about how uh, how well they played together, uh, how uh, how great of players they are. And how willing they are to work with uh, everyone in the squad to make the team better. And uh, Herc actually messaged me uh, later on in the night uh, about how willing they were uh, to work to change that culture that we were talking about and uh, bring a new light to It's the Resistance as a team altogether. Where uh, these two players are going to work well, going to work toward that goal of bringing It's the Resistance back to uh, where they they should have been at the, uh, the beginning of the season before uh, some of the culture took a little bit of a hit. Um, now, that's talking about uh, what It's the Resistance gains. Now, I will go into what I gain uh, as captain of All In. I do gain uh, Coda Bear, a fantastic player, uh, Subkiller, a fantastic player, and I mean, I was really lucky uh, to be able to make this trade. Uh, Herc... Uh, saw it as an opportunity to uh, give two guys who uh, play well and uh, are are able to make huge plays uh, and who wanted out in turn for two uh, also really good players um, that would change the culture as he needed to. So uh, that was just kind of uh, the rumblings behind it. Um, now, the original trade was not two for two. I'll say that now. Um, and I can go into a lot of depth about that. The original trade was I wanted to trade the two guys for just Coda. I did think that that was a better trade that would uh, really improve both squads. I thought that even uh, without his team needing a culture change, I thought that, that that was very similar to the Phenom's Gloria trade where I still think that it can improve uh, each squad in uh, its own unique way. But upon talking to Herc a little bit more uh, this afternoon, uh, or this morning rather, uh, it was after he had made a couple of those drops and pickups. It is after he found uh, a couple guys who were willing to work toward uh, creating that new culture on the team and who were willing to work with Herc to, uh, to bring uh, some great people in and when I was talking about doing a two-for-one trade, his response was, well, who do I drop? Austin's a great player. Uh, both the Achilleses are uh, willing to work together, uh, un underrated players. He was like, I have now uh, a bunch of guys that I don't want to drop, and uh, now I have Coda and Subkiller. If you do a two-for-one trade, I'd pretty much have to just drop Subkiller, so um, why don't I just go ahead and uh, and throw him in the trade as well uh, to better it for me and also um, not have to give it up for nothing. Which, um, granted, um, you know it's it, it's a little bit of a difficult decision for Herc. Um, I know he didn't want to give anything else up, but um, but it, it it did work out. Uh, in my favor to get it as a two for two trade at the end of the day, and I'm really lucky about that. But um, but that was the reasoning behind it going from a two for one trade to a two for two, uh, and, and that's how that trade 
uh, came to be in the process of today. Yeah. And, um, definitely something that was definitely something that was talked about quite, quite a bit, you know, not only, not only this Phenom's Warrior trade, which, you know, I thought made both teams better, um, in the long run. Now this trade to me, uh, favors you quite a bit more. I, I give you definitely an A plus rating on this. Now with Herc, I know, I know he was trading away uh, to change a culture. Um, do I think it made his team better? Not necessarily. Um, he got he does gain some synergy here, which is nice. Um, however, you know with the synergy, you know with the synergy changes and the culture change, I definitely give him an A. He got he uh, he definitely did what he wanted to do. Now the overall skill trade and kind of how things worked out a little bit. Um, it's going to be an overall C trade for me um, out of this. And, you know, kind of to explain it, you're losing two, two high-end, you know, Diamond GM, you know, Diamond Masters GM type players um, across the board to two Diamond players. You know, I, I mean, it's kind of difficult. It's, it's a difficult situation, and for Herc specifically, it was definitely difficult. Uh, however, uh, he, he knew that he needed to make some changes in the culture that was his team to uh, to be able to succeed and uh, not really worry too much about uh, trying to you know trying to please I guess you could say for lack of a better word um, trying to please you know Koda and please uh, sub killer here so hopefully you know as as the season goes on we'll see Herc's team gain some gain some synergy and uh, be able to be happy with the with the changes that he's made so far so we'll see how that we'll see how it all turns out for him in the end. Um, but overall, <clears throat> overall trade trade grade to me is a uh, you know a plus you know a plus 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 you know for for all in and the resistance kind of a C overall with the pickups in the trade in itself. So we'll see how Herc's team does from here going forward. Um, it's, you know this is definitely not you know definitely not to bash anybody. This is just coming out of his opinions. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how both teams kind of grow here um, as a unit, you know, as two different units. So we'll see how it, we'll see how things kind of roll out. For sure, um, I, I do think that. I mean, one of the biggest issues I know with uh, with that squad was uh, scheduling, and as we talked about, um, work schedules just didn't line up. Having an EU player with uh, with a couple players who didn't get out of work till later. Um, I, I know. Uh, that has been a point of contention for uh, myself trying to schedule the game with Booney Gang this week. I have an EU player, um, and and Boom Boomy House. Uh, some of his players um, aren't really available until super late at night. So uh, we had a little bit of trouble uh, finding a time that was good for both of us. But uh, it was a similar situation that uh, didn't mix up quite well. Um, that meshed with uh, so, some other things going on within the team. Um, uh, made it so that I think that overall the pickups, while uh, while may not favor uh, the, it's the resistance in, in its entirety, does help in a lot of different aspects that aren't necessarily on uh, on the battleground. So definitely, I mean, there's a lot of things you have to take into consideration. Know, not only is it scheduling and synergy, you know those those being kind of the major things. You also have to think about the culture of the team. Like as you guys can chill, play casuals, or chill and chat and talk to each other. 
sometimes sometimes you have to figure out you know what what needs to be fixed um i come from a you know i come from this my comp you know portion um where there wasn't a lot of roster drops we you know we really didn't drop a lot of people we we made changes um after you know after i was with the same team for a year and a half and um we made two roster changes in that year and a half one of those was a was a position switch, uh, which was myself moving out of ADC and moving to mid lane. Um, and then we picked up our our sub, who was an ADC main um, at the time. Uh, you know, I was able to coach him up, train him on how to actually play ADC back in the you know back in season three, season four time frame. Um, and then we moved our support. We actually picked up Olive, and uh, we played with Olive for quite some time. So, I mean, those are really the only things that we changed at any time that we would, you know, kind of get some losing sprees or, you know, scrims weren't going our way or something like that. We were, we were kind of that, we were kind of that team that we didn't really break up. We saw a lot of our, we saw a lot of other competition that we were playing against uh, break up quite a bit, you know, and players going to different places, and, you know, not trying to build. Um, but I do understand, you know, there is time, there is a time and place where, you know, you have to make a decision, you have to make a move. Um, to either better like the culture around your team or some synergy issues or anything like that. So I definitely can understand both sides of the coin. Yeah. Here and, and, and both, you know, coming from coming from a perspective of coaching and playing. So. Yeah, uh, without a doubt. So uh, as we uh, start to hit the forty-five minute mark on this episode, uh, we didn't plan to go this long, but we've got a lot to say. Uh, after the what has been going on this week. So let's go ahead and uh, skip right to uh, expectations and predictions. Uh, let's give you a little bit of a week two preview of the four matches going on this week. And if we want, we can even talk about Mini League a little bit. I know that should be starting up soon. But uh, let's just do a quick little uh, preview of these first four games. Let's start off with the first game that's supposed to be happening this weekend. Uh, no time confirmed quite yet, but Gloria Edmortem versus It's the Resistance. Uh, two squads looking uh, to play with some new players, get some new guys in there, and have them prove themselves. What do you guys think? Well, this game itself has actually been rescheduled because of the roster switches for It's the Resistance. Um, however... Uh, when this game is played, which should be sometime early on in the next, early on next week, uh, before their third set is played, their third set of the year is played, um, I do believe it's going to be a two-one in favor of Gloria Mortem. I, I, ju I just feel like I think her team, I think her team can pull a game out for sure, definitely here. Um, but I do think um, with some of these rosters and being kind of a newer roster. Uh, for the most part, you know, almost a reconstructed roster for Herc here, uh, gaining a couple players and losing a couple here. Um, I do believe it's going to be a 2-1 for Gloria at Mortem. Um, I feel like the addition, uh, the addition of Cyber and uh, Atticus here. I know Atticus, you know, more like more or less maybe, you know, in the sport role or sub. I don't know exactly how their roster is going to plan, you know, pan out. Um, but I do know that some of these moves that are that have been made, you know, Cyber going to be in the jungle, and I do know Rai going to ADC. Um, those are going to be some good. Those are going to be some good changes uh, to help that team grow. We'll see how we'll see how it all pans out as the season uh, or as that you know as it kind of moves forward. But I do believe it's going to be a two-one in favor of Gloria at Mortem. 
All right, so next down the list, a 10.30 p.m. game on Saturday. The uh, also uh, newly constructed all-in versus Booney Gang. How are we looking on this one? I think this is going to be a fantastic set. This is going to be... Um, Booney Gang is kind of a sleeper team. Uh, everybody kind of voted them towards the... Voted them kind of towards the, 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 you know, the bottom middle of the pack, towards the bottom here. But I think, actually, in all honesty, I don't think this is... I personally don't think this is going to be a 2-0 for all-in. I think with these roster changes and people moving to different places, I do believe it's going to be... I do believe All-In's still going to win, but I think it's going to be another banger of a set. Uh, 2-1, All-In. You mentioned a little bit about uh, the roster uh, for All-In, uh, making a little bit of a switch after acquiring Coda, um, because uh, what All-In gave up was uh, the mid and the uh, sub for... Uh, for a mid and solo or sorry for a jungle and solo player uh what what i'm going to do as captain is i'm moving uh coda bear to mid uh he told me that he would be um willing to play mid on the squad so he's been practicing up his mid and uh we, we played a scrim with him in mid today um and we have sub killer starting in solo and moved to zero into our substitute uh position so that is the lineup that you can expect to see from all in uh tomorrow night versus boonie gang um in in the off chance because you know it being it being a 10 30 p.m game that will be 3 30 a.m for dutma in the case that he cannot make it uh we may have to switch around some roles may have to put nmr in support um we don't want to put coda in support just because um putting the really good players in their main roles may start a chain reaction with the other teams in the league that, uh, you know, I wish that I could throw them in support just for like one game uh, because, you know, my main support might not be able to make it at 3.30 in, in the morning his time, but um, we'll, we'll try to get NMR in there and we'll try to uh, do the best we can um, with, with a, an edited roster. So a little bit of ro roster options for all in that you might see uh, tomorrow night. So stay tuned for that. Um, Definitely. Skeet, do you have any predictions for any of these games? Bonsai, what are uh, your predictions for these games too, man? Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll... For, game, for the first game, are you going to go first? Or I'm going to lose connection. I'll go quick real quick and then you do yours real quick. Go for it. I'm going to lose connection for a minute. Uh, I think for the Gloria set, I think it's 2-0 Gloria. I don't think it'll be close. Uh, I feel like Herc's team is, I, I don't think they've scrimmed yet. You know, they're a brand new squad. Um, in my opinion, I feel like Rai's going to step up and, and, you know, playing at the level he does, I feel like Rai's going to shine through that ADC role. Um, I'm probably going to lag out here in like two seconds, so just be aware. Uh, I'd be, I'm, I'm honestly just looking, what I'm looking for out of that first set with Gloria versus uh, Resistance, I'm hoping to see somebody step up on Herc's squad. Uh, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for somebody to try and be the guy for his team because I, I feel like he doesn't have any players that are that are that like that have been the guy before on their squads in recent in recent uh, seasons. So that's how I feel on that one. Yeah, uh, personally, I uh, think I'm going to agree more uh, with Panic on this one. I think it'll be a two-one for Gloria at Mortem. Um, Resistance, you know, as Skeet said, hasn't. Uh, had the time to really practice a whole lot uh really need to find that team synergy i think that it'll come with them pretty quickly uh but that mid 3v3 uh 
Hercules MWP, Mark Wings, and Mr. Daddy. Three three really good players that uh, if they match up well against the other uh, the other side, I think that they can take a game uh, through that mid three v three alone. Um, and as long as uh, they're solo uh, and uh, ADCs perform up to expectation and uh, it, it at least try to keep it close, uh, I think that Resistance can definitely take away a game from the set. But I do think Gloria will take it two to one at the end. Um, in terms of all-in versus Boonigang, um, it's hard to say what I expect um, from Boonigang. Uh, I saw them play against the Kepwe Suns this week. I uh, thought that they looked uh, really good. Uh, Enemy God in, uh, in the mid lane, obviously uh, just a fantastic player. Uh, Rapid Carnation, a great support player, right? You cannot sleep on these guys. Uh, it is definitely one uh, that... I'm going to be looking out for uh, and we're going to have to play carefully and make sure uh, that we're on our tip top game. So uh, I definitely think it'd be a two one in favor uh, of all in. If it is a two zero, I think that both games are going to be really close. Uh, definitely. And that's kind of a, you know, that's kind of a good perspective to hear from you too, Joe, because I mean, you are the captain of one of these teams is playing, you know, playing here. You know, Skeet, you, it's same same goes for you, too. Um, you know, seeing this Phenoms versus Goon Squad set, which we'll discuss later on. Um, you know, it's kind of good to see you guys' perspective on what you guys kind of expect, what you guys kind of see coming out of this game, you know, out of your sets. So it's, it's, it's definitely a perspective to see. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to have to agree so far. I think it's going to be 2-1, two, you know, 2-1, two, 2-1. One, two, one. Now, this next set. This set is one that I'm kind of really excited for, and I'm I'm excited for this set because I really want to see how uh, I really want to see how this is gonna work out. Uh, the Kepwe Suns versus the Dharmic Killers. Yeah, I think this is going to be a three-game banger, and I think it's gonna I think it's definitely gonna rival the Dharmic All-In set from uh, Week One. This is these are two very good teams. You know, Davies. Davies playing mid against uh, Meaty Man League. That is going to be a fantastic matchup right there. Those two are going to match up very well against each other. Uh, <clears throat> Darmic now... just feels like that team, man. That's, this feels like it's going to be the most fun team out of any of these eight teams. Darmic uh, Killers is going to be the most fun to watch, in my opinion. Definitely. Uh, they, they, the way that they, the way that they kind of play, you know, they from that first that first very first set raptor i mean look at what raptor did he didn't do very didn't do very much damage at all i think across both games i think he did a grand total of like 21k i think somewhere right around those like i think 18 to 21k somewhere in that general range um but he didn't die really he didn't really die he kind of baited his body and let the rest of his team just come in and just win the fights what are you guys doing we're recording a podcast brownside Everybody, welcome. Everyone, welcome. Special guest, Brownside, to the discussion. We're talking about uh, some week two previews, Brownside, if you want to talk to Hi, us. Hi, how's it going, everybody? My name is Brownside. I'm here just chatting. Um, yeah, it's a great podcast. Interesting. Absolutely, man. I mean, when you have all poo join. But, yeah. I, I mean, I have to agree with you, Joe. I think this, I think Dharmic Kills is going to be one of the funner teams to watch out of the, you know, out of, coming out of this, coming out of this league. 
you never really know exactly what to expect. You can, they've got a couple of different players that could pop off. I mean, you you saw it. I mean, you saw it last week, uh, firsthand. You saw uh, you saw Marty Mad pop off uh, with the Ganesha pick. Like you saw her pop off. You could see Davies pop up, which he kind of started to pop up in that uh, second game. What, like second game or third game? Game three. I think it was a third when he game. Started yeah. to kind of pop off. Yeah, when he started to pop off and was playing super well with um, I'm already mad and Raptor was playing really well in that third game as well so I mean at any given point you know anybody on that team can just kind of start to pop off and start playing very well very quickly so I think their their team is uh, is definitely going to be something fun to watch uh, moving forward this set is going to this is really hard for me to, to pick a winner out of I uh, you know I really think you know, with this pickup of Telly, um, and Telly gonna you know be moving into this ADC role um, out of the mid lane. You know, it's it's not it's not a whole lot different. Uh, the build pathings are a little bit di- you know obviously different because mages you know mage items. But he also was one of those guys that was kind of like me, plays hunters in mid, so he knows how he knows how hunters are built, knows how hunters are played um, into certain matchups. So we shall see kind of how uh, Telly meshes with that team going forward here. You know, Goat Boy is going to move over into that support role, his natural role. Um, you know, so we'll see how this kind of all meshes together. Um, but I I have to give this 2-1. Uh, I think it's going to be a Dharma Killers 2-1 here. I think they're going to come out on top. Uh, but I think it's going to be three games, and it's going to be three very long games. I don't think it's going to be I, – I think it's going to be close, kind of like that first set, all in, Dharma set. I I want to watch nothing but the team fights in these games for about 20 years. Like these are going to be some of the best uh team fights that that QSL will see this season. Both teams have uh just unbeatable chemistry with each other. Um they're they're both uh teams that are so close knit, um so uh able to work with each other that I, I think that the team fights are going to be just uh, some some art art going forward. Um, so yeah, wa- watch out for these games. I I think I'll agree with you. Uh, we're gonna see some three so, some three really long, really close games. Uh, but with how well Darmic played uh, last week week and how together they felt, um, and and. Uh, and, and with the, the the Kepwe Suns, it just felt like there was that piece of uh, just a little bit extra missing in their game against Booty Gang. If they can find it, I think it's two one Kepri. If not, it's two one Darmic. This is this is all down to how well uh, the the Kepri Suns are uh, able to uh, find their game and play what they're used to. Because if they do, I think that they uh, take that two one edge. But uh, you know. Uh, It'll it'll be Darmic otherwise, uh, but it's really hard to tell with these guys. Yeah, and uh, I mean we, we kind of have a predi- we have predictions here, you know, in w- with what we see to be game of the week. This this set might actually end up winning game of the week on it, depending on how um, this the set that we're actually fixing to talk about. Uh, that's that's another set that uh, is going to be very fun to watch too. Um, but I think right now that could definitely that that set could definitely win 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 some awards here. There's going to be a lot of clips coming out of that. There's going to be a lot of stuff coming out of that set that's going to be insane. Uh, I think it's going to be a very good set. <clears throat> so 
moving into the phenoms versus goon squad set now the reason why we've kind of had a little quick prediction of like this might be the set of the week there's been a lot of trash talk back and forth uh between both of these teams uh goon squad saying that they can they're going to come out and take you know they're going to come out and take this set you know easy chevy uh, keeps saying he's going to clap cheeks <laughs> This is going to be a fun set. Um, I know Skeet's in here, I know Brown Side's in here, both of which are on the Phenom squad. Um, you know, I uh, <clears throat> it's hard for me. It's hard for me to say. Uh, you know, with their newly constructed roster, um, it's hard for me to say that they're not going to lose. It's hard for me to say they're not going to win every single game. Um, not. It's it's hard for me to say they're not going to win every set 2-0. I think honestly. Uh, not only not only all in being you know opposite sides, uh, that's going to be a good set against each other. But this this uh, this this conference matchup here, uh, this is going to be a fun game to watch because right now the way that Skeet has constructed his roster, he's constructed around um, people being you know people being around him. Not only do they have good vibes, not only are they you know able to coach and talk. Um, they get along, they play casuals together, they hang out, they talk consistently. So they're, they're building that synergy um, consistently, like every day, you know, every day. Uh, Goon Squad, I know, hasn't got to play a whole lot together. They played some. Uh, they're friends. A, lot of, a couple of them are friends on the outside. They play in other leagues together. So my thoughts are this. I do not see, I, I, I just, I don't see Phenoms losing a game here. I think this is going to be a longer 2-0 because I do believe, um, and no offense to Skeet, who is who is currently sitting in, um, I do believe with Skeet being the uh, you know, the weaker link, you know, the weakest link of his team, and it's not even saying that that's a bad thing, you know. <clears throat> I mean, he surrounded himself with players that are fantastic, you know. Skeet being the weakest link of that team, uh, I mean, he even played he played well in the first you know in the first week set, so. so I think they're gonna. I think they're. I think Goon Squad going into this set is gonna fo try to focus out Skeet um, and try to play around, uh, continuously ganking him and playing, uh, playing to kill him. But I, I feel like Phenoms already has kind of a uh, a plan in place for that to happen. You know, with with the roster they've kind of constructed. So it's gonna be tough to see, but I do believe this is gonna be a 2-0 in favor of Phenoms. Yeah, I mean, for me, the Phenoms are built to last. Uh, this roster is uh, filled head-to-toe uh, with just some great players. And uh, it's really, really hard to say any team is really going to take them down. But uh, you look on the side of Goon Squad, uh, you, have, uh, you have Kittens, you have uh, Kid Slim, both two great players uh, coming out of that V Gods team from season one, uh, you have Chevy who uh, who led, you know, a, a tactical feeding team that had a tough time in season one. But uh, Chevy had his bright spots, played well uh, in Nori, a fantastic new addition to the QSL. Pun and Saul Ori, both great players. It's really hard uh, to take a look at this Goon Squad and not say that they're going to win some games, but against. Uh, against such a stacked Phenoms roster, this is quite possibly the worst matchup for Coon Squad uh, in, in their first game. I don't think that this is the team that they want to play first because uh, 
you know, I think that Goon Squad is going to be a much better team than we're going to see this weekend. Uh, I think it'll be 2-0 Phenoms. Uh, and that doesn't say anything bad about Goon Squad. I think it says more about Phenoms. But, uh, you know, Goon Squad has to, has to prove themselves um, because we haven't seen them yet. And that's just the thing that sucks is that we haven't seen them yet. Um, and we're going into week two. Like, if it, I, I feel like I'd be a little bit more uh, willing to, uh, to take a harder look at Goon Squad uh, in terms of this set. I, but otherwise, I do think it's going to be a 2-0 uh, for Phenoms. Um, but, I mean, Goon Squad versus any other team. Listen, that's a good team. Yep. I mean, I don't disagree, Skeet. I know you're the captain, and Brown said you were here as well as a player on that uh, Phenoms exactly. roster. I mean, what do you... <clears throat> I mean, what do you guys... I mean, what do you think, Skeet? I mean, I know there's been a lot of trash talk and things going on. Uh, I kind of want you to touch on kind of what I was, you know, what I was talking about there. The, uh, the, you know, obvious, I mean, it's kind of the obvious, the obvious part there, you, the potential for them just to try to focus you out, um, early, mid and late. Um, but in earlier, honestly, I was just, uh, my, my words of wisdom. I wish they would, uh, if they're focusing on me, I just want them to know I have a lot more. I mean, I built the team. I mean, as as uh, Bonsai said, I built the team to last. Uh, you know, I, I built, I got players on my team that I think can all win lane just fine by themselves. I mean, if they're all focused on mid lane, you know, we'll just we'll win, we'll win. And we'll win unfortunately, I feel like that's the strong part about my team. What? Sorry, you cut you cut out momentarily, but I I think we have the gist of uh, you you cut out right before uh, saying about how they'll win lanes. Oh yeah, I, I feel like I feel like you know if they focus one lane, you know they're gonna lose the other ones. I feel like I have a strong a strong squad everywhere, and I I feel like if they really want to beat us, they gotta focus everywhere. They can't just focus one spot. And uh, I will put this on podcast, and I'm gonna put it now. Uh, I'm going to ruin Chevy's stats for the rest of the season this week. And I just want to make that a known fact. <laughs> and there it is. The BM banter between some good friends. I love it. There you go. Right. That's just, that's happening. All right. So, uh, any last expectations or predictions before we ended off? Phenoms versus Goon Squad was, def- was, uh, our last point that we have, uh, on our talking list for this week. Um, so I, Let's just uh, end it off with this. Uh, I want everyone to give me a quick, what are you most excited for in the QSL this weekend? Me? Whoever wants to go first. Skeet, go ahead, buddy. No, go ahead. I was telling you. I mean, you were talking. I I felt that air, and I was like, all right. It's it's, it's tough. Um, It's tough to say. Uh, the thing that I'm most excited for really is this uh, this all-in Darmic set. I'm really excited for that. Um, I know I've said it quite a bit. Oh, you mean the um, Kepri Darmic set? Oh yeah, I'm sorry. The the Kepri Darm uh, yeah. the Kepri Darmic set. Sorry about that. Um, that set I think is going to be uh, fantastic. Um, it's going to be a three game. It's going to be a big three game set where there's gonna, you're going to see a lot of elegant team fighting. You're going to see a lot of um, you're going to see a lot of things that are Definitely, definitely what you want to see coming out of Comp Smite. The team fights are going to be great. Um, the dives are going to be fun. It's going to be fun to see. 
um, how both teams play into uh, how they play into each other. You know, with with, uh, with how Darwin played in Week One, you know, versus how Kepley played in Week One, and how they're gonna you know how they're gonna bounce back. How is you know how is Darwin gonna get better? Um, I, I just that, that's what I'm most excited for this weekend, honestly. Yeah, Skeet. How about you? I think we're missing Skeet, but uh, I'll go ahead and. Uh, sorry, I'll, sorry I, you like cut out when you talked, and like I didn't really right. hear what you said. Uh, then go Are ahead you and ask him for my opinion. Yeah, go go ahead and give me uh, the one thing you're most excited for here in week two. If if I'm being honest here, it's gotta be Jim versus the Resistance. I feel like that is going to be. Like two teams that I feel like are, are going to be pretty close competition uh, in this league. I, I really feel like I mean I want to see Herc's squad come into themselves. Like uh, you know they're brand new, and that's that's everyone. I mean you can say like oh yeah you kind of talked down. You said they were going to lose. You know you didn't say it was going to be two one. Not every good set is two one. I'm excited to see who steps up for uh, for the resistance here. Is what I kind of am looking forward to. Um, I'm looking forward to see how that new squad meshes together. I really think that both teams have made trades this week, you know, for the betterment of their team. And I really want to see how their squads come along and, and how that really affects their gameplay going into this next week and, and into the season, to be honest here. Thanks, Ski. Really quick, Ski. I just want to let you know, like, I know it's a pod podcast and stuff like that, but, man, this is like a, you guys writing a whole novel over here. <laughs> Jeez, you guys have been live for I don't even know how long. Uh, we're, we're we're approaching the hour ten mark, and I'm going to uh, holy shit. Uh, yeah, I'm going to. Well, I mean, we've had a lot to talk about. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and finish it up with what I'm most excited for this week. I was gonna say Gloria Morin versus the Resistance because I want to see some new squads play, uh, but I'm gonna go ahead and change that to Phenoms versus Goon Squad because I want to see a new squad play. This Goon Squad team is gonna be so much fun to watch, and I cannot wait to see them perform. Uh, in their right, first right. game on Sunday. All right, Joe, you know you don't have to lie like on a podcast. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. Uh, but yeah, it's I think I, I think we'll see some good sets. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a lot of fun. I think this is a uh, this is you know week two. We're going to start to see some. We're going to start to see some teams kind of moving into that. You know, moving forward. You know, moving up in the rankings. You know, some teams maybe moving down in the rankings. We'll see how it all kind of plays out. Um, this is where you're going to start to see a little bit of the shape of the lead, you know, shape of the uh, divisions kind of starting to come out, you know, where it, whether it be, you know, uh, a surprise, somebody pulls up a, you know, a 2-1 victory that we don't see or whatever the case is, you know, anything can happen. And uh, I'm excited for it. This week is uh, this week's going to be fun. Without a doubt. And uh, as you said, this week's going to be fun, and we can go ahead and end it on that. So uh, thank you, everyone uh, who tuned into this very long uh, podcast, and uh, I hope that uh, you had a good time uh, wrapping up your uh, week one recap of the QSL for special guest Brownside, uh, as well as uh, my main men, Simple Fate, Skeet, and Panic. I'm Bonsai Joe. Thank you guys for tuning in. And we'll catch you guys next week.